This is the Healthy Worship Team Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Angler. If you're a worship leader who's ready to get to the next level, whether it's to help your team thrive as your church grows, become a stronger leader yourself, or to add more creativity to what you do, you're in the right place. I've spent the last 20 years leading worship, and I want to share with you the best of what I've learned. I know you've got the talent. I know you've got the calling. Now let's talk about everything else. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Like I said, this is the Healthy Worship Team Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Anglerth. I am so excited to get started with you. My first episode was telling a little bit about my story, where I came from, how I was raised in the church, how I knew I was called, and then a little bit about the big shift that had to happen from, I know I'm called to worship God. I know I'm called to be in ministry, but now how do I get the whole team and my whole church to join me in what God is doing? And so today we're going to start a series um, talking about knowing that it's time for change. Before we get to all the fun stuff, every one of us has dreams. We all have a vision. There's a picture in our mind of something that we know that we want to see happen, whether it's to see your youth group worship night be an amazing experience, whether it's to see worship leaders be raised up on your team, whether it's to be recording your own music as a team and and enriching the body of Christ as a whole with original worship music, um, whether it's to become um, a, a staff level leader, or if you're on a worship team and you don't have any leadership yet and you want to see yourself step into that place, every single one of us have dreams. And that is super important. What I want to focus on is where we get stuck, which is we get stuck looking at the dream. And then my tendency has been in the past to look at the dream and then look at the circumstances around me and get frustrated and upset and then impatient with the process because I don't see circumstances that look like they are welcome for my dreams to happen. Does that make sense? Let me put it into to you this way. Say I want to see an amazing night of worship, an amazing culture of worship happen in my church, but I don't see that. I see people who are maybe hesitant to worship in church, or I get criticism from the congregation later about the song that I've chosen when it's like, why are you criticizing the song when I'm pouring out my blood, sweat, and tears to create this worship moment for you? And so there are things that are easy to get frustrated about. It's easy to get to feel frustrated when you feel lost in translation with your senior pastor or your senior leader. Um, When you say, I've got something I want, I think this is going to be a great idea. And they're like, hey, way to go, kid. Not today. We're not going to do this thing. Whether it's to put on a special event or try a new song or to um, move forward in your leadership or in the vision of the team. We all have dreams. We all have things that we visualize and say, I really want that to happen. So what I want you to do is right now while we're talking, I just want you to like jot down, whether it's in your phone or in a notebook, I want you to jot down a couple of the things that are just like the big monumental dream venti dreams that you have for your worship ministry. This is super important. Um, 
some of the things that I have struggled with have been being afraid to dream because because I was looking around and saying, I don't know how this is going to happen. So maybe I should minimize the dreams that I have. And that is not the right approach. We need to name those things. We need to name them. We need to let God speak into them and speak encouragement to us. And as we do that, then that's a great target and a great goal to have. That's a great dream to have. But now we need to get practical and we need to figure out what's standing in our way right now. And so I want to talk to you guys about the understanding and the idea of change. If you are already in leadership on your worship team. Now, I just want to like quantify this for you. Okay. I'm, I want to speak to leaders that are in charge of the team and in charge of directing the whole vision, but you do understand that regardless of what role or position that you have, you have an incredibly impactful role to play in your church and on your team. So if you're on a worship team, but you don't feel like you're in leadership, This is for you too, because I've got news for you. You might be looking at the top spot thinking, I really wish that I was the worship leader in charge because I could craft these sets or I could come up with a better way to do this or that. But I need you to understand something. Your worship pastor or your worship leader is feeling the same way when they look up at the leadership that's above them. Not necessarily that they want to change positions, that they want to become senior pastor or something like that. But I will tell you this, they're looking up and they're thinking, I could do that differently. I would do that differently. This is what's kind of standing in my way to step into being a leader. So I want to just normalize this feeling and we're going to deal with it today. When we want change or when we want to see our vision come to pass, when we know what the end goal needs to be, it's easier to see what the people around you should be doing in order to bring about that thing than it is for you to identify the gritty work that needs to happen in order for you to change so that you can be part of that dream. So it's easy to look up and to say, man, if my leader would just get with it, if they would figure out what needs to happen, I can see their blind spots. I can see what they need to be doing differently. And also as a team leader, I hear a lot of complaints and I hear a lot of criticism on focus toward the team that they lead to say, man, if they would just get it together, if they would just come to the rehearsal on time, if they would just remember their music, if they would just do what I've asked them to do, we wouldn't have any problems, right? I just have never seen real sustained life-giving change that has ever come from when I had it nailed what everybody else was supposed to be doing that has never produced the life-changing growth in myself and it's never produced life-changing growth in the team I'm not saying that you don't have discernment or that you don't see things that need to improve what I'm saying is if that's all you can think about you're actually spinning your wheels and you're wasting time because we're going to deal with what's going on inside of us first Because the truth of the matter is, if you're a part of this team and you want to be ready for the next level, you want to build your team, you you want to um, have a, a larger team so that your church can have multiple services, or you want your team to increase in skill or in excellence or in connection with each other. If you want those things, you are going to have to take some steps for yourself and you like it or not you're actually part of the pattern that's happening right now that you don't like. Does that make sense? 
if you're recognizing things in your team that you don't like right now, and you're the leader or you're a part of that team, you are part of the pattern that has created what you don't like. Man, that's heavy and that's kind of hard, but I want that to sink in for a second, okay? I'm going to reverse it because I'm going to try not to hit too hard. I want to be, I want you to understand that when I'm saying these things, this is the, this is the, the hard reality check that every person has to take. So let me flip it. Let me tell you how I talk to myself. What am I missing? What part do I have to play in changing what's happening right now? How have I contributed to the pattern right here? Now, there's a temptation right there to do a couple things. Number one is to defend yourself. It's to get really tough and argumentative, even just in your head of like, this is not my fault. This is not my thing. I know exactly what needs to happen. I'm being super disciplined. I have integrity. I'm practicing. I'm doing all these things, okay? I'm just encouraging you. This is not to bring shame. This is not to bring discouragement at all. There's something, there's something that you can find. There's a knob that you can turn. There's an area that you can grow in order to stop some of these patterns that you're recognizing in your team. That's one thing is to fight and defend yourself. The other one is just to take on the weight of the world and the heaviness of the knowledge that you are the cause of all the trouble in your team. That is not from God. To, to look at a problem and to immediately take the full burden of everything on your shoulders is completely opposite from, from what we know of the gospel, of what Jesus does for us. It's also very counterproductive. It's not how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit convicts. The enemy brings shame and condemnation. So when we look at a problem or we recognize what needs to change, that is a perfect opportunity for the enemy to come in and to start to um, attack who you are and to try to put on a heavy burden of shame and condemnation in order to keep you from taking the next steps. So what I want you to do is buckle up and get ready for the emotional and the spiritual journey of allowing yourself to recognize what needs to change, where your responsibility lies, what you can do about it, and then we can get to how to implement and help lead our team. We can also get to how to connect and communicate with our senior leaders. But the first thing is to take responsibility that I have an important part to play. I am not powerless. I do not have, I have high, I have a high level of influence. You may not realize how much influence you have, but you are underestimating the power of one person. There may be some discouragement that you're struggling with right now when it comes to looking at what needs to change. And I just, I want to take a moment and I want to give you an encouragement from scripture. First of all, what you're doing is very important. It's an important part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the functioning body of Christ. You've been called and you've been placed in this position in order to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Jesus is leaving and he gives them that commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And then he says the thing that my heart needs to know. He says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And when I think about the times that I've walked through struggle, um, leading a worship team and saying, 
I'm doing my part to raise disciples, to prepare a place for the presence of God to come, to prepare, um, to give a place for people to meet with God in his presence, people getting baptized and saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and to walk as, as God has commanded them to walk. I need to know that I'm not alone. And I need to know that even in my shortcomings and even in the ways that I've messed stuff up, that you're going to be with me. I just want to encourage you in that. He is with you right now at whatever stage of your team you're in, in whatever stage of ministry you're in. God is with you. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and you are going to be okay. You do have what it takes. That being said, I want to give you a few ways that you know that it's time to make a change in your team and how your team is functioning, how your worship team is either structured or how it's functioning. Number one is your senior leader says it's time. This is when you don't necessarily have control over it. Um, Somebody who is responsible to lead you is watching and is implementing some type of change, whether it's overarching vision for the church, whether they want to see their services um, function a little differently or to see something change. That's one way you know that it's time to make a change. And um, you don't necessarily have control over that. You may have some collaboration, and it just depends on your leadership structure and how you work with whoever your oversight is or whoever sees over oversees your area of ministry um, of how, how you get to collaborate in that decision-making. Another way you might know that it's time to make a change is you're experiencing signs of burnout yourself. Off the top of my head, here are examples of burnout in a worship leader. Number one, you can't stop scrolling at the end of a workday. You get stuck numbing out at the end of your workday. You avoid hard conversations. You do not have enjoyable relationships with the people that you are on a team with. Um, You're not seeing progress in or any growth in yourself like there's nothing that you're working towards or trying to improve or or to grow and also maybe you don't have any fun or any hobbies those are ways to know that you're heading towards burnout and you're working way too hard and there's not a return on your work that is evidence that it is time for a change for you the third thing is you're seeing signs of burnout or disconnect with your team Okay, let me show you, let me tell you what signs of burnout in a team are. Mm, this is super easy. Number one, they come late to practice. Number two, they leave as soon as it's over. Number three, they don't know their music. Number four, you don't know what's going on in their life. They're not talking to you about what's happening. Um, if they're struggling, you don't know about it. Maybe they don't come to church when they're not serving. Yeah, those are areas where you know that your team is burned out and disconnected from the vision of what's going on. That's how you know it's time to make a change. Can I just tell you, that is not your inheritance. That's what I tell my friends all the time. That is not your portion. There is more for you as a worship team. You have the potential and the ability to have life-giving, joy-filled rehearsals, effective, efficient rehearsals. You have the ability to walk away from a Sunday somehow physically tired and so filled up as you serve. That is the goal and the dream for the team. 
that you have volunteers that love serving, that enjoy what they do, that feel connected to you, feel connected to God, feel connected to the music and the joy of leading worship and don't walk away feeling heavy or like they've screwed up or like they should have done better or like they didn't even talk or connect with anybody deeply. Those are the ways that you know that it's time for a change. And so um, that's where I'm going to leave you because we're going to break these three down into a couple more episodes and we're going to talk about um, how to know it's time to make a change with your senior leader and how to prepare for that, Um, how to get real with yourself and to recognize that there's more for your life than walking around like the living dead, totally empty and somehow trying to give and to serve out of that. I'm just telling you, you're walking on thin ice and you have a ticking time bomb in your hands. You can't do that forever. And there will be a point where you'll come to the end of yourself if you don't make a change. And the third is the um, if your team is, if you're seeing signs of burnout in your team, we're going to talk about that, how to recognize it, how to get real with it um, in another episode. But I want to thank you so much for joining in. I hope this was encouraging to you. I'm so passionate about helping you create a healthy worship team so that you guys can serve the Lord with resilience and with strength and with joy until kingdom come. We'll see you soon.